Well, so what, like I said, we do, uh, Chris, I told them, I tell you, it's, a, it's pretty much this conversation, peeps. It's pretty easy. We're just going to talk music, talk whatever comes up, you know, whatever floats our boat. And uh, that's it. They last about an hour, maybe a little over. If any time you guys got to let me go, let me know, because we do get long-winded. I don't mind. You won't, <laughs> you, won't, you won't hurt my feelings in a bit. Do you, um, so you just grabbed the, I was trying to, I listened to, uh, maybe it was your last episode you put out. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun. You just grab the audio. Yeah. And don't use any video. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can't, if I, if I did video, it, it literally would take me two days for it to upload. So what oh, I have to, man. I, I, when I say I got bad internet, it sucks so bad out here. <laughs> it's, I would love to do video stuff, but it just mm-hmm. wouldn't work. Cause I do a Georgia versus series, uh, every year. It's an annual thing. And it's a competition I say competition, I'll use quote, but it's, it's just eight songwriters from Georgia. And I put them in a head to head competition against eight songwriters from another state. So this year it's Alabama. And then I let them take over my Facebook page and they upload their, their videos or they go live and they get the first round is is two songs, all originals. Cause I'm a songwriter. I have a band. I want to hear originals. I don't want to hear the other Mm -hmm. stuff. I like the originals. And so when they do those videos and I try to download them, and this is just a two song, 30, 20, 15 minute video, right? It takes three hours just to get one video. And by the time I get all 16, I'm so pissed off. I'm like, I don't want to do yeah. this. Oh my God. So I, I have to use my, I, I took AT&T and went to uh, unlimited data so that I could hotspot my phone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, the workaround. Yeah. But if I did that for YouTube videos, everybody that I do on Zoom, it meant I'd run out. I'd run out of they'll they'll cap it at so forth what is it, like a gig yeah. or something just throttle you and slow it down even yes. if it's unlimited yeah, yeah. Your, we, fi- your 56k modem must be smoking <laughs> <laughs> i think if i'm lucky we get 10 uh the mbs whatever that's our speed up here Jeez. yes my, my oldest son is in south georgia and he gets like 200 whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys introduce yourself this is, well, I mean, I guess I should start it myself. This is the Georgia Songbird, and we're here with the band Cedars. You guys introduce yourself. I'm Sandy. I'm Drew. Uh, I'm Chris. And we're missing another Chris, but maybe he'll pop on in a little bit. He's a drummer. I get it. My drummer's the same way. He's always the last one to show up, first one to leave. <laughs> Once he shows up, he's always on time. Yeah. <laughs> Not not mine. I might tell my drummer like, "Hey, oh, I'm I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm 30 minutes away." <laughs> so tell a bit about yourself, guys. Your your band. What all you do? So we once, when people ask us what we sound like, somebody told us one time we sounded like Nine Inch Nails and Florence and the Machine had a baby. So that <laughs> usually what I I've liked that description. So that's usually what I tell people. But um. Yeah, we just, we, we're, I guess, electronic rock, um, sometimes heavier, sometimes it's more pop, um, and, uh, we've been doing it a long time. Um, we also do, I always tell people we do our own stunts, so we have a lot of videos out, but we've, we've shot, directed, produced, edited, um, our, our little, team of our community um so we we do all that stuff as well okay. um yeah 
Well, yeah, just a was, lot of storytelling. When I was younger, I wanted to be a stuntman. That's one of the jobs. Yeah. Like, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, everybody gets that question. And we took yeah. that stupid test or whatever thing they had in school that like, yeah. okay, this is what you're qualified. So what I got was model or construction worker. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I, but I wanted to be a, a wrestler was one. And it's like, okay, I want to ride bulls. And then I met a bull rider and I asked him, I said, okay, what do you do? to get into bull riding. He goes, first of all, you don't want to do it. I said, I said, he said, I've broken every bone in my body more than once. He said, walk away from it. If you, you know, if you don't love it, you're going to get hurt, you know, and you're going to get hurt even if you do love it. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I don't So, So I said, I'm going to try this. I'm going to ride. I rode a mechanical bull to see how it, cause it's a little bit different. I know, but it doesn't chase you. So I jumped on this mechanical bull and I rode it and I lasted maybe three seconds for that. Some bitch threw me off <laughs> and oh I was, God. I was sore for two weeks. I'm like, Okay, I need to pick another profession. Let's go with stunt, man. I love doing like bungee jumping and stuff like that. I feel so. like that would be scary too. Uh, are you talking like mat wrestling? Or are you talking like professional wrestling? Like professional. I love professional. Okay, wrestling. yeah. Okay, yeah. You and I can be on the same page, then, dude. That'd be. I think I always wanted to be. I think I remember watching, and I think nine. I, I want to say it's like 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle came and visited us and bought. I'm pretty sure it was Fall Brawl 1989, Ooh, WCW, WCW, and yep. Rick, yeah, and Ric Flair and Sting main evented Fall Brawl 1989, and from then I was like hooked. So I'm a I'm a pretty big professional wrestling fan as well. It's uh, my favorite tag team was the Road Warriors. I love the yeah, Road Warriors. Yeah. That's what me and my the, cousin wanted to be. <laughs> that, that's awesome. The football pads and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot. Uh, I would have said. A, 10 years ago, I said my favorite tag team was the Hardy Boys because that's my era was the Attitude Era when I really got into it. It's not good. I actually gone back and watched the Attitude Era again. It's really not that good. Um, but lately, I've been really enjoying AEW, AEW with the Bucks. I've been really loving everything they're doing. So, yeah, my little girl has caught the wrestling book. She wants to now, she's like me, she changes her mind daily, but she wanted to be, now she wants to be a professional wrestler. So she wants me to put her in auto club at, at when she gets in high school next year and she wants to do cheerleading and wrestling mm-hmm. and flag be, football that's that's <laughs> really be, awesome the the awkward. doors the doors that are open for women's wrestling anymore <clears throat> especially in 2023 i hope i hope it works out for her because that'd be awesome yeah, her favorite <laughs> used to be bailey until bailey went bad and now it's uh bianca <laughs> belair sure bianca's awesome she's freaking amazing so yeah that's awesome Sandy and Drew, like, I thought this was a music podcast, not a wrestling podcast. Oh, no. no, I feel like we're a band practice. We're, yeah, we've been we've been a family with with Chris for a decade. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of wrestling <laughs> that comes up. You gotta do a, a wrestling themed album for him so he can <laughs> or go do uh do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, Chris, you might know, remember rock and wrestling when they used to have the wrestling and the rock and roll stuff together? A hundred percent. Chris Jericho uh, still does it every year. And uh, his, uh, his uh, Jericho tour, his yep. Jericho cruise. Uh, he has a, he brings on, I think last year he had, a, I can't remember that he brought, he just brings a ton of, ton of bands on a cruise. And it just has seven days of a giant party on the ocean. And it's great. Yeah. His, Why are um, you doing that? Right. I want to do that. His, that was one. Uh, that was going to be one of my suggestions for B squared. Was like, hey, try to get us on the Jericho cruise. I don't. Well, I, know the guy I will that does never. The sound. Yeah, I will never. Do you really? Uh huh. 
Oh my gosh. I will never get on a cruise ever unless it's that <laughs> uh, I'll go, I'll go on the Jericho cruise to play. See, they have a songwriting cruise. I had a, a guest that was on here before. Um, what was her name? I've talked to so many people today. I forget. Uh, I think it was Becca. Yeah. It was, it was, um, anyway, they have a songwriting cruise where she got paid to go play her, her songs for like an hour, two hours, whatever. And it's just, just one day. And then the rest of it, she gets to ride around on a boat and do all the activities. Wow. I was like, I want to do that. So I, I think you, a boat in the middle. No. Cruise. You don't do a cruise. But say you you guys are probably get on could get on it. You guys' music would fit with Fozzie and all them too. I agree. <laughs> Chris is like, yes. Finally, yeah. someone who understands me, right? That's... I get it. I'm I'm the same one. I, I'm I, I play rhythm and I'll sing all you still there? There you yeah, are. There okay. you are. Yeah, my my uh my box. I got a Behringer here. It kind of moved a little bit and it came unplugged. So, but yeah, I got like mine. My bandmates the same way. They just like let's do this and let's do that. We're all over the place. It's fun. So tell everybody. Like I said, we're gonna get into. If we start talking about wrestling, Chris, we're gonna get you in there. And I think you got (laughs) muted. Oh yeah, I am muted. Okay. Um. So yeah, tell everybody where uh you guys what you got going on stuff like that. We are. We're um we're based out of New Braunfels, Texas. Not a heck of a lot of people know where that is. We're between Austin and San Antonio, but we really spend more time playing on the road um, than locally, for sure. I always say nobody likes a profit in their hometown, so we gotta <laughs> we gotta leave <laughs> to share what we're making. Um, we had a lot going on last year, and or this we're at the end right now when we're recording. This is the end of of 2022 mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was busy it was a busy year we had a couple of songs in the top 40 on the radio like a, a hot I don't know some chart uh, media base billboard AC something that, that that was exciting we but I think maybe more exciting was was putting out like creating some videos that were really that part's always really fun, I think, for us to tell stories visually as well. And then working on a whole new album and just being out, you know, playing because we, we couldn't, yeah. um, you know, for a long time there, everybody was kind of stuck. So yeah, it felt good to be out and on, on the road. So where are some of your favorite places that you guys play? Salt Lake City. Yeah, Salt Lake City. We love, we loved. Yeah. The time that, we had there. That's funny. The interview I just did, uh, Julian Moon, is she's from, she's from Salt Lake City. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's cool. We were place. talking about that. I, I I took my son there for his uh, uh my oldest son is twenty six. We did a uh, like a college tour when he was old enough, and yeah. Utah University of Utah was one of the uh, the places we visited. He put his he sent his application and he got accepted, but he ended up going to Georgia Southern because he got a girlfriend close to the house. So whatever, if you can do that, <laughs> fine. You're blowing. But we went to Utah and we went to Salt Lake, and I was telling Julian, I said that's I did not realize how bad that place smelled <laughs> oh. you would think i would know going into it but i didn't i got there i was like oh this is nasty i can't go in that water yeah <laughs> the, what was so cool about that place for us was just the music community they're like i mean so we were on a three-week tour we had a hole in our schedule we had some issues happen and i had just reached out to some local bands there trying to, to find any, anything we could fill the hole with. Um, 
and they just like mobilized. They didn't know us, but they just, you know, came together and figured out like getting me in touch with the right person who puts shows together and checking in to make sure we got what we needed. And they were just really amazing people. And um, we've been back since and played um, an art and music festival. And um, we just did that in November back out there again with some of the same folks. And so, yeah, I just, for me, that was one of the highlights of playing on that, that three week run that we were on Yeah, in the fall. Portland was really good too. I really liked Portland. Um, even though we, we played at a record store, uh, music millennium, which was really great. We were supposed to have a show that night as well. And that fell through, but, um, yeah, Oregon was, was just place. beautiful as well. And Portland was really cool. Now I saw you guys do a, um, I was looking at some of the stuff before you guys came on. You did an acoustic song of, was it circles that you guys were supposed to video of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys are. I heard your other stuff. I was listening to it, and yeah, you got the 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 rock and the synth and the stuff, but the the acoustic stuff was really good. Is that you, Chris, playing on that acoustic bass? Uh, no, that was that is that's a guy, Chris Santos. He's a bass player we've been we've played with before. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, no, I'm playing guitar on most everything. Um, and the acoustic stuff is really fun. I think when I don't even know how we came. I don't even remember why we did acoustic because we've got. I think so far we did, we did a lost at sea, um, a like piano version, mm-hmm. and I don't remember why we did that. I don't know. I think I, we just I did it for some reason. Management suggested uh, <laughs> trying it. So yeah, possibly. But I remember I remember B squared telling us, "Hey, you should guys should do acoustic stuff." And yeah, we were like, "Okay, yeah, sure." I just don't remember why we did lost at sea. Anyway, when we sat down and started going through these songs, like, how can we do? Uh, these songs acoustically the one that stood out the most and I'm pretty sure the video is out there is for Give Up the Ghost Mm -hmm. Uh, that song is so you listen to it and you're like there's no way you pull this off on acoustic because it's like nine inch nails and loud and huge very big yeah yeah but uh the the acoustic version we came up with I think is amazing and haunting and sounds great so those acoustic songs were a lot of fun not just they used to do that with the um the unplugged like stone temple pilots and then the, from the mm-hmm. Nirvana and all that. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah, we do too. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think you cut us open and we bleed mm-hmm. <laughs> like nineties and two thousands alternative and maybe some old metal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're putting an acoustic EP out. We haven't, I don't even think it's been, a, we haven't announced it. I don't think it has a name yet, but we're going to put an acoustic EP out in January. January. Yeah. So those there's, I think five or six songs mm-hmm. on it that, went from being like a cacophony of sound or a whole lot of synth and electronics to just like strip down piano and stuff. And like most of the songs, well, yeah, most of the songs we write start with one, one guitar riff, one piano, you know, like one, just one, one simple piece and then get built on. So it feels good to dismantle them sometimes and see, you know, all those parts kind of, get to come to the surface differently. Yeah. I like that because you get the, I think as an artist or as a, as a listener, you, you want to hear the songs. So, and yeah. I think when you get like all that other production, it's hard to kind of break it. Cause then you get, do you like the music more or do you like them a songwriter? So I go by the words, but if you could do, that's the first thing they hear is the music. But when you get the acoustic part, it, it kind of, it draws you in as a, as a listener. And if you ever notice, I, I found somebody does a trick one time they're playing the guitar and they just play light. So you automatically lean forward and start yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's an intimacy for sure in pulling everything back and kind of like there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're when you're playing in, like in that capacity. Yeah. And, um, yeah. As a listener, I love acoustic albums. As you, the artist doing them, I hate doing it because <laughs> it's yeah. like. You know, I love all the loud noises and I feel like I can hide. But, mm -hmm. you know, like she's saying, it's like there's, there's nowhere to hide when it's just you and an acoustic guitar. Oh, I know. I kind of feel that as a guitar player, like it's a uh, it's a uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a guy who makes YouTube reels and TikToks. And he made a really good one uh, of the guitar player that like when you mess up and there's like some heavy delay and that delay just carries that carries that bad note for you know, 16 <laughs> measures. Uh, but I, I feel that as a guitar player, like acoustic it stretches you um technically at least because you mess up you, you're gonna hear it you know mm -hmm. if i mess up playing give up the ghost live it's gonna be really hard to hear a mess up unless it's real bad uh but on acoustic it's it, it's uh it's very present and uh, it stretches you as a musician yeah that's why i play acoustic in my band <laughs> nice. that's what i mess up <laughs> thinking you don't hear it yeah yep yeah, yeah. get covered up see that that's and I, I love all kinds of music. I grew up listening to the Eagles and Bad Company, uh, ZZ Top. I love that stuff. I, because listen to me talk, I'm gonna get country. It's gonna come, whatever I say is gonna come out country. It doesn't matter if I do rap, it's coming out as a country rap. Yeah. I guess that's what they call crap on the radio now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love doing. I love mixing that stuff together and I love all styles. And like I said, I'm glad to, I'm glad to meet you guys and hear your style and get your music. And I, I do a, not only do I interviews like this, but I also do album reviews and the way I do them, if you guys want to do it, it's, it's a little different. I don't critique it. That's just, it's my opinion. What the hell does my opinion matter? What I do is you come on with a song, you tell me the story and we listen to the music. That's, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. I love hearing, I mean, I don't even think of myself as a musician. I think of myself as a storyteller and I think that that's, for me, that's where it's at. Like, I want to know, I'm, I love the messiness and the rawness and the whatever, like bring your bullshit, bring your, <laughs> bring your dark side, bring your, whatever you've been through. Like, that's the stuff I love. Um, the humanity of making art. Like, I love to hear what people have been through. Like what motivated you to write this? Why, why you want to tell the story? Why is it important? Now, do all you guys write together or do you kind of just, is there one that like, writes mainly? A mixture. A lot of times, usually the songs start with Sandy and I, um, you know, sometimes Sandy will have a bass line and a lyric or, you know, like we just, we just delivered a song for radio like Wednesday and it literally started as I had nothing to do in the van while we were on tour. So I was just <laughs> sitting there with my laptop, just, you know, making something in Ableton and then give it to Sandy and um, then it's a song all of a sudden, a lot of times. I have to give it, um, a soul mm -hmm. <laughs> and then and then you know then press writes a you know writes guitar parts and lead solo parts and whatever and so it like starts getting all the the skeleton starts getting all of its muscles and skin and yeah, yeah like all the filling it out yeah well let's listen to one of your guys songs what we'll do is we'll listen throughout the whole uh interview we'll have about three songs and like i said we talk and it'd be a mixture of everything in between uh, but I do want to get you guys music because that's what it's for. So it's the music. And if you are here in Georgia, you get, get to come here to the studio. And I say studio, I'm a quotation because it is a studio. It's just not done. Uh, and you can, <laughs> you can play live. And that's, I love oh, doing bands oh, here. Man. 
because I've got the drum set and I got everything that, else. That'd be rad. Or you can do. I think like, we're heading that way. We're heading east and up, like in April. So we'll. Yeah, if you're in Georgia, swing by. Like I said, we can do it at the gazebo to too. I have a I call it the bird's nest. It's a basically a gazebo in the backyard, and I put you guys in the woods right there, and you play. Like oh, if you wow. go onto the Facebook and look through some of the videos, you'll see some of the bands that I set up in the woods and videoed them while they're Amazing. playing. Amazing. That'd be That'd awesome. Be super cool. But let me share the screen with you guys so you can hear. Oh, I was looking at, have you seen the radio? The uh, oh. you ever looked at your Spotify, the Cedars radio or whatever? Yes, we get, sometimes we get, we get, uh, we get looped in with some of the weirdest, weirdest <laughs> stuff. I know. I'm, I'm looking through this, like Jennifer, I talked to her. Uh, I, I kind of get it. Uh, Pamela is more of like, a, I talked to her. She's from Arkansas. She's like a country uh, rocker. She's, it's, it's funny. And then you got some, some bands I never heard of, like, you know, Possum Bell. It's like, oh, I listen to some of these people. I have Always no like idea what that is. Yeah, it's, it's just some so, kind of algorithm they have that, the, like when everybody asks what kind of music you are, I always tell my my band's mutt music because it's such a mixture of everything. But it's <laughs> it's funny to see yeah. how they put you in there with other people. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. So let's go back to your guys' profile. And what song do you guys want to hear first? Which would you want us to hear? Oh man, I don't know. And it could be any year, any album, doesn't matter. You guys pick. How about um, we can do Woman King? That's yeah. the last, the last yeah, single. single we put out. All right. Well, tell me the story behind that because I'm a songwriter. I want to hear the story. I was working on it. Drew had a little piece of like a a riff or a, I don't even know what you call it. Like a, it was a demo. Just like a demo. In Garage Band. Yeah. <laughs> that he had shared with me or I don't know. We found it. We did like, there's all kinds of little snippets of things, ideas floating around and we, that one I'd started kind of wanting to talk about just the experience of being in the body of a woman and what it's like to be in a, the culture that we're in. And it, it was probably, I don't know. It was before. So I was working on already. And then the, um, the document, the opinion was leaked from the Supreme court and we all started kind of hearing what was coming what we thought was coming politically for, for women's rights. And, and it was like, okay, we have to finish this right now. The timing feels important to get it done. And the radio folks that we work with were, were very much like get this in our hands right away. So I think this happens often. Mm-hmm. Um, something comes to the surface at a certain time and we kind of feel like there's an urgency to get it done. You know, and there's a message there. So um, I think, I, I don't know. I think that I, I feel really lucky to be in it a creative relationship with all of these dudes um, <laughs> that have done such a, a, an amazing job of making room for my voice, holding space for, for me to express the things I need to express as a woman in, in the United States and what it's kind of like, what my experience is like here, you know, and that takes, that's not always the case. And um, I think it takes a lot of um, self-awareness and, intention especially in the music industry and we all know that it's a very misogynistic male-dominated place and that's just the truth of it and i've been in it since i was about 16 and it hasn't really gotten a heck of a lot better to be honest um but woman king was just kind of a feeling like my way to deal with feeling like 
we're kind of going backward and then being able to share that with these guys and have them like bring their full selves to the table and write this song. And we, we shot a beautiful video for this. We cannot wait to put it out. It's being edited. So that'll be coming soon, but that's a little bit about, about that song. Yeah. I think with, with music anyway, it's, it's like sales, it's timing and need just whenever, whenever it hits. And uh, we have Chris joined us too. Hey, Chris. Hello. So what we're doing, what we're doing is uh, right now we're going to listen to one of your guys' songs, but this is kind of a conversation piece. We're just here talking, shoot the shit and do whatever. And it's pretty fun. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute everybody and play the song and then uh, give me a thumbs up when you guys hear it. And then I'll unmute you when it's done.
And you say you guys record that in your own studio? Mm -hmm. Do y'all make some master it yourself? We do. Nice. You got that's, that's really good. I like the I like all that. I like the fuzz effect of of the instrument. Sometimes when you hear too much fuzz, it sounds bad. But I like that. It, it was done. There's another guy here in uh or in Kentucky that does that. Cody Lee Meese. I love when it's done right. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. It's always hard to get that balance right, though. I, on um, another song, "Give Up the Ghost," I got to mixing it, and you know, like in the process of recording it, it's just like, yeah, let's just turn up the distortion on everything, and then you get to mixing it, like, oh my god, like, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. When I'm when I've been doing uh, bands like here, Zoom is a little different, but when I do them live and like they're the microphones, the singers are used to talking closer to the mic, but you get the drummers, you get everybody else, and they're like way back and it's like i gotta turn the game <laughs> way up just to even hear him so what i started doing is i just put a damn condenser mic in the middle and have him sit around it yeah nice <laughs> that way everybody's the same <laughs> now i was trying to see like i can't i always like to go kind of compare just get an idea what you guys sound like you guys got a unique sound i can't think of anybody else that sounds like you and that's a good thing we always get like it reminds me of something, but I don't know mm -hmm. who it is. Like we hear mm -hmm. that a lot. It's probably just because there's so many influences in there. I mean, I grew up listening to classic country and I didn't hear classic country at all. Punk, that one. <laughs> and punk rock and, you know, post-punk and Brit pop and trip hop. And, and like these guys, like, you know, everybody brings a bunch of different influences to the table, which I think kind of all make their way in. Yeah. And you can't quite put your finger on it. So. See, my producer says I have musical Tourette because I put in some of the weirdest shit. <laughs> Me too. You do. I like. I got yeah. one song. Uh, we, we put steel drums in it because like, oh, let's put steel drums, oh, and it sounded good. Nice. I, it was like a kind of a reggae style song, and then I just like I like instrumentation like that. It's fun to it's fun once you take a song that you write like on acoustic or keyboard and you write it and you take it to the studio and watch it change into the actual song. That's the fun part for me. I know sitting there and doing all the editing and, and all the knobs and stuff, that's a pain in the ass. But the end part is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, I'm always amazed at, like, when we start something and then we bring it to, you know, Chris and Chris and they, they're like, well, here's what I hear. And they add something to it or, and, and then I hear what, I, I hear what's been recorded or what's come like, here's what I'm thinking for this. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, I would have never, mm -hmm. my brain wouldn't have gone there, but yours did. And it's so great that, you know, those different influences can come together and it's just, yeah. it ends up being better than what it would be if it were just, you know, creating an, in a vacuum, you know, yes. instead of collaborating. And that goes, you know, the, I was going to say it helps the Drew's also a drummer too. So, <laughs> Multi yeah the multi-instrumentalist aspect of it it really helps to we all kind of combine mm -hmm. see i like that because when you're songwriting you co-writing is kind of is one of the things you need to do it helps with you expand what your your vision because you only have so much life experience and so to get somebody else's point of view and if nobody's played in a band then they don't understand that because a band is you already have that you got four or five other guys and girls that are in doing input you can't help it like my guys in my band have already started getting the songwriter book book i mean i, I write all the songs and music but i always kind of get ideas 
And now they're starting to put their sense into it. And it's funny, I was telling Junior the same thing. The last song we wrote uh, together was called Dirt on My Yellow Brick Road. And it's funny, my drummer, this is his uh, This is his vision for a song. This is what he told me and how we turned the song into it. He goes, all right, Jesse, this is what I got in mind. You're on a dirt road. There's a, a family and they're poor. What do we got? That was his contribution <laughs> to the song. I'm like, was it my family? <laughs> so what I turned it into is like, all right, I can, I, I can try to work with that. It's going to take me a minute though. So I said, all right. So what I did is the, the, the guy and the family, the guy and the girl, they had inherited a farm, a thousand acre farm. Right. But he has a gambling problem and he lost it all. The heartache. And that's where the dirt on my yellow brick road come, came from. <laughs> nice. He didn't want to box you in. <laughs> yes, just be generic, Jesse. I uh, here. I got a cup and a chair. What can we do with that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part, though. But that that's why I like band because, especially when you're in a group, you guys have been together long enough that it, it, you get it all the time. Here we're still mission mashing because I, I was telling telling them I lost my lead guitars to Texas. He moved to Texas. And this band, I, to, I make jokes all the time. I'm going to make a mockumentary like a spinal tap of Yes Ma'am just because of all the different bandmates and band members that we had. I think I'm going to have to start getting Chris's because that seems to be the theme for you guys. <laughs> collect, collect all the Chris's. Right. Because it, it's, so, it's so hard to get that sound. But once you get it and you hit that pocket, it's so much fun. I think, too, for us, part of what, like, what you're, to what to your point, um, I feel really fortunate and grateful, but, but also it's been really intentional to create a community out of like a family out of this band and not, you know, it's not just like mm-hmm. plugging in somebody for hire. It's, it's like a, an intentional, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like there, there's, there's a lot of connection that super that goes well beyond just getting in the studio and making music together. You know, yeah. we are invested in each other personally and I mean, I think for me, that was kind of the point of doing this was wanting to create with people that I love and care about. And, um, cause I've been in, I've been in other bands where it's just about making the, making the music and what, you know, what are other people going to like? And I feel like in, in this, the authenticity that we've cultivated in this band has allowed us to kind of show up fully as who we are as mm-hmm. individuals. And it, it just, um, you know, the road is probably longer and has more, you know, challenges or more hoops to jump through to, to do it that way, but it feels more fulfilling. Um, I think that, I think that also breeds a lot of trust in a band um, because uh, going back to kind of like the songwriting process is, you know, Drew and Sandy come with a skeleton. We kind of already said it. And then, you know, we get the privilege of, uh, Chris and I get the privilege of putting skin and muscles and then we all get to kind of uh, make it up and decide the outfit and all this other stuff together. But uh, I don't think I've ever, at least I know for sure, I've never had to question whether or not we were making the right move musically um, because there's so much trust between the four of us. And I think that um, that extends even to our creative family, not just in the band. Um, We surround, we try to, we kind of make this joke, like as soon as you become part of this family, you get sucked into the Cedars black hole. (laughs) And we'll, we'll always, 
hire we'll always get the same cam ops we'll always get the same everybody that works with us is always going to be the same because like liam uh we can't have a conversation about this band without liam like liam is our sound guy no matter what happens liam's coming with us yeah all of that to say you know we cultivate this family and a lot a lot of trust is developed uh because of how intentional we are with everything that we're doing yeah, that's so not you, always the not always a big payoff. Yeah, <laughs> or as fast as you might. Want yeah, to. sometimes right. sometimes it, it maybe not backfire, but sometimes there's some bumps and some hardships, and we get through it as a family, though, which is you know, which is it's way different. Like like Sandy said, we've been in bands before where it's like, yeah, we're just kind of there, we're playing, we're doing it for fun. Uh, make sure I get paid though. Like that's not none of that is a thing here. See, and and you mentioned something that doesn't get brought in off brought up often especially because a lot of singers songwriters, but bands do it it's your sound guy and that anybody who's been played anywhere knows that if you go like if your finger like i do country stuff so if i'm finger picking you got to turn it up you got to turn it up so that you can be heard and I, a lot of sound guys don't mess with that and i'm, I'm yeah it's a good thing for giving liam a shout out because they are very shout out to liam. yeah he's amazing I, I really had hoped i probably should have made sure to say because I would have loved that's to have right. Liam oh, in here too. Um, he's he's probably the most important member of the band because it's kind of up to him how. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's he's levels. literally the, he's the fifth member of this band. One thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. See, he's also like our biggest cheerleader. He is. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Since you didn't invite him, he's going to screw up your next sound gig because you're like. Oops. Pop in there next time. I don't know what that feedback was. Right? <laughs> oh my god! I I went to I took the guys out. We went to a um, a concert at uh at Smithville Bar here in Atlanta, just to kind of like a group kind of camaraderie thing. Mm-hmm. And they had because my James, who's the guy who moved to Texas, my guitarist, he used to work for uh, School of Rock, so they had a School of Rock band playing. So we went to watch them. The sound guy in that room. I swear all he did was turned everything all the way up. It was so bad. I could not hear for three days. I had a damn oh ring my in gosh. my ear. And there was, I've never heard a point of a song where they were singing and it was so loud. It was like squealing in my ears. It was just horrible sound. I mean, a little room, probably thousand square feet at the most. And he had everything mm-hmm. turned way up and it was, a, it was bad. Mm. I mean, I should have known when I get there and the bartenders, the first thing they do is they put head they put like the little earplugs in before they start serving everybody. I'm like, do you have any more? And they're like, nope. Nope. Oh, yeah. So sound guys are important. You Chris, you mentioned something that's funny. You guys uh I, I guess I'm a songwriter, so stuff pops in my head. I think about it. You guys ought to write a song about skeleton in my closet. I was I wrote that down. A <laughs> little trusty, trusty book here. So when I have notes. Yeah. So you guys, like I said, you meat and skeleton and clothes and all that on a song. That'd be a cool idea. There's, uh, a, there's a song that has a, this closet's full of bones. Mm-hmm. There's, there's things are on fire or bleeding or drowning in like every song we write. So I, <laughs> yeah, like, I got a song called let it burn. I've got another song called fire in his veins, uh, which yeah. was about Robert Johnson. You know, the guy, the blues guy that sold his soul to the yeah. devil. And my line best, was uh, best fucking rock story ever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I put in my line in my song I wrote, uh, even the devil don't want my soul. He's all filled up with rock and roll. Nice. So, nice. I, but it came off of that idea. 
Yeah. 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 So I, I love that stuff. So, all right. Well, listen to another song now. What you guys want to hear next? What's the one formerly known? You're just missing it. Oh, I said to you. Yeah. Oh, Chris or Chris, you have a vote. Which one you uh, hear? I was going to, yeah, I was going to say either formerly known or funeral dress. Mm. Mm. Either one. We just, we just had a, somebody had just told me who, who the hell was I talking to? Oh, uh, Rich was just telling me that his his manager in Kingsville found us because mm-hmm. um, we ended up on the his radio in his retail shop oh, oh, somehow, nice. cool. and uh, and uh, they went and looked it up, and she really she loved the funeral dress video. Oh, cool! Nice. She watched it. That was a cool video shoot. That was really fun. A lot of work. <laughs> well, then let's listen to that one. Tell me the story behind cool. funeral dress. For me, it was like we all have we all have shadow sides of ourselves, and we all have things that we you know we have this facade we put out for the world to see, and it's the part of it. We got our shit together. We're doing great. This is what I want everyone to see. And then there's the other side, which is you know the stuff we struggle with. And for some people, it's it might be addiction or uh, trauma or you know whatever that is that or or just you know depression like. Or just life, just life happens to us. And those are the parts of ourselves we don't talk about or we reject and push away. And this song is just a little bit about how like it all belongs. And if you lean in and listen, those shadow parts of who we are, are really wise. And they have a lot to to teach us if we, you know, can lean in instead of run away. So that's, a, that's kind of yeah. what this one's about. Okay. I'm going to mute all of us and play funeral dress.
I like that. And now I get with you said that earlier that there's like, oh, you sound like somebody, and I can't quite place. I get that, and I and I think I'm I think I got it down pat now. One, because I, <laughs> I, I've listened to it like that sounds like it should be in a TV show or a movie, something you know, mm-hmm. like that. And then it got me thinking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But that band, the Sundays, when they're doing the Wild Horses. Oh, I love the Sundays. I, think, I definitely listened to them at the time when I was growing up. I think you got the voice that kind of reminds me of them, and then your music is different. So you can't. It, it's a different style that your your voice is different right. than what the music is, and it's like, oh, that's why you can't place it. Sure. I think to to speak to that, I was going to say this earlier. Is like Sandy even said, we have so many influences going into the way we play and our music that I think if you were to if you were to listen like for funeral dress for me, if you listen to it, mm-hmm. uh, my guitar parts to me sound like Foo Fighters. That's okay. that was kind of my influence esque because Chris Sheffield plays a lot of triads, just distorted triads and, and Foo Fighters. And that's the that's pretty much the entirety of of the lead parts in that song. Um but like you said, then Sandy sounds like Sundays. And then the drums have that really awesome like what is that? What's that what's that beat called Drew? Party shuffle. The Purdy Shuffle, like sounds like Rosanna from the to- from from the Toto. Wow, oh, no. how old am I? <laughs> from, the uh, from Toto, yeah. <laughs> and so you've got all this these things that we just kind of like an amalgamation mixing pot of all our influences, and it yeah. comes out as cedars. Yeah. And so um, it it is really really sometimes it's really hard to place it, but like you listen to Give Up the Ghost, you're like, oh yeah, uh, the the closest thing is Nine Inch Nails. Like that's that's an easier one for me to kind of like pinpoint. But most of our stuff, it's, it's it's like a. am really proud of the fact that people can't put their finger on what we sound like, which is really yeah. good. For me, that song is um, like one of my biggest influences is always Mute Math and then Radiohead. And okay. so I'm always trying to I'm always trying to be Tom York or Darren <laughs> King, one of the two, usually who I'm trying to <laughs> trying to be. See, and I think, but going back to the point, I think it, it works because a lot of. I know a lot of people they say, oh, it's old fashioned, it sounds old fashioned, but it, everything that's older still is, is here. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, like when I was a kid, I was and mama took me to the bus stop. I was listening to the 50s channel because I had to. I'm sitting there in a car, I had to listen to it. It's like, oh my God, I'm listening to the 50s. And I, I appreciate that more now, but I started thinking about yeah. it. I, I I'm 45 years old. I remember the 80s music, and now everybody's like, oh, the 80s. I was like, it just is full. It's the same time distance, like 30 years different. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's wild to be right? on the other end of that. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be alive. I'm, and, and you know, when it's, you think about like, an, and when you're 70, 80 years old, what music you listen to and what still is around, like the Foo Fighters, people were listening to nine inch nails, maybe. I, I like nine inch nails, but I think the rock scene is unfortunately they don't play enough of it and it's getting lost yeah. in the shuffle. And I love sure. rock. I love rock. I just, but I mean, you, you hear stuff like on radio now, it's such crap that <laughs> you're, you're not, I mean, there'd be a handful like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and Brittany, all of them are going to last. I get that. They're, they're always going to have a place in people's hearts, but they're missing. I mean, think about the sixties and seventies, all the bands, Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Skinner, all that stuff is still played today. My son, yeah. I've mm-hmm. got twins that are 13, boy and girl. He she listens to Queen. He listens to Marty Robinson. Oh, I love Marty. I have a Marty Robinson record laying around here somewhere. 
he's and he's 13. Yeah, I'm like, I think it's <laughs> it's really interesting to see, like you said, sometimes is Taylor Swift gonna be around when I'm 60 or 70 or 80? Is is, is she going to be remembered like Del Shannon's remembered or Ella Fitzgerald is remembered remembered, you know? Or is, is she gonna be remembered like that? Um I, I kind of hope so because I think I think she's got a she's got a really interesting story to tell, but for the most part, you know, like Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, um, it's like a flash in the pan, and mm-hmm. you can kind of tell it's a flash in the pan, which is fine. But people, that, that's good. Like that's what they, you know, they're they're pursuing an art, and you can't you can't uh, you can't fault them for for pursuing what they consider is art. But right. it is interesting to think like who's gonna be who's going to be remembered? Like I remember Ella Fitzgerald, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, look at Chumbawamba. Yeah. They were like a one hit wonder, but everybody remembers that. Tub thumping. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to think though, Nicki Minaj has been around for like 10 she years. Has. She's had some staying power. I'm not as familiar with Cardi B, but sure. But sure. But am I going to remember, am I going to remember WAP? Like I remember Runaway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I have no clue. Not me, but just in general, I right. have no clue. Well, you I don't think that I don't think we're good gauges of pop culture. Chris. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. We're not. We're not. <laughs> the grump, the two grumpy old men. You're right. We're not a. We are not a good gauge. Well, that's what my band stands for. The yes, ma'am. It's M A M stands for middle aged men because we're all about that same age. Nice. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Pretty good. I love I, that. I love funny stuff. I think with, with with Taylor Swift anyway. She's she's such a great marketer. That she's and she's inspired other little girls to get up and play guitar and sing, like Dolly. Dolly Parton 100%. came up with this. I mean, when I was talking to Julian last the last meeting I had or last interview. Dolly Parton has influenced millions of people, men, women, doesn't matter. Same thing with Taylor. As much as she she's kind of grew up in front of everybody, I think that's the problem. Is everybody saw her grow up and go through her stages, and so people want to judge them by their stage in life instead of by who they are. Sure. She is such a great marketer. That I mean, look what she did to Ticketmaster. She completely they screwed completely over because they didn't they couldn't handle what she did. She everybody wants yeah. to see her. Didn't Pearl Jam do something like that too? Probably they should have. Ticketmaster and all that. I think yeah, they did it. Run yeah. shows like that. And, and see, that's another band that's going to last forever. Pearl Jam. That's my wife loves Pearl Jam. She that's one of her favorite bands in the world is Pearl Jam. And if when I first listened to him, I was like, nah, it's like really? But I, I think the first album I heard was a bad album. <laughs> it's because they're uh, Jeremy, that was it, that 10? Is that 10 album? What was that called? Yeah, it was on, that's on 10. I'm yeah, that sure was a great 10. album, top to bottom. There's probably not a bad song on that whole album. And, and then you look at like the other stuff that came out like the 90s, like Bush, Oasis. You know, everybody thought Oasis was going to be the next Beatles, but they, they kind of disappeared. They Even just- though. Gotten a fight. They, 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 they disappeared because they had two dudes that couldn't stop fighting with each other. Right. Two brothers. <laughs> That's the reason they don't exist anymore. <laughs> but uh, Sistine Stone is literally one of the best rock albums ever freaking made. And Wonderwall still asked. Bush. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Wonderwall still asked by everybody, hey, play Wonderwall. It's like Freebird. <laughs> Wonderwall's, yeah, a meme, Freebird. And Wonderwall's a meme now, too. <laughs> we have Bob Funny how that works. You want to be, you want to be uh, um, remembered, but you don't want to be remembered too much. <laughs> Not like that, right? Right. Well, see, I, 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 I have, wow. 
<laughs> I hate wagon wheel. I will not. People ask me to play that. I will not <laughs> play wagon wheel. I can't stand it. I know Hootie, Hootie brought it back, but that wasn't the original person that the wagon wheel. And I'm, I'm like, ah, what was it? The, um, what is their name? They did the, the con- old crow medicine show. Old crow medicine show. Thank you. All, all I can think of is their bushy mountain conjugal t- trailer song. And I always want to call them by and that. It, and it was an unfinished Bob Dylan song, actually. Really? Yeah. They, uh, old crow finished it. Okay. Oh, See, I didn't cool. know that. And, yeah. Uh, dude, speaking of being remembered, like we just referred to Darius Rucker as Hootie. Like that's how he's <laughs> going to be remembered. For the, he's always Hootie. For me. Like, that's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Key and Peel Hootie skit. Yeah. yeah. They're yes. coming back. There's a reunion yeah. tour. The Blowfish oh, are coming back. Yeah. Oh, snap. Right. He brought the Blowfish back. <laughs> he's, See? he's like, I'm not Hootie. <laughs> this is going to turn from a, a wrestling podcast into an old music podcast from the, <laughs> see, I, the 90s. And, we'll go, and, I, and I told you, we'll get on tangents on this. And I, that's what I like about these conversation pieces. We're just sitting down having a good conversation. The 90s to me was the last era of top to bottom great music. I mean, even, even like, like the country started phasing out. Now there's not, I don't like what they have on there now. There's a couple of good songs like Stapleton, but you wouldn't hear them much. You know, Chris Stapleton is awesome. He bring Ella Fitzgerald. He took Tennessee whiskey, which was a David Allen Cole song, and put an Ella Fitzgerald rhythm on top of it. Yeah, mm. you listen to that song. I'd rather go. You are right. I would agree with you, but that, I think that's just because I grew up in the '90s. But like. I mean, anywhere from from rap, like Pac and Biggie and freaking mm-hmm. NWA and Wu Tang to to the pop chart to like Mariah Carey and Boys to Men and mm-hmm. like that R and B kind of soul Motown thing to rock. Like, dude, the '90s gave us STP and the Foo Fighters and Nine Inch Nails and Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins and Bush. Yeah, and then even like the indie charts where you got got people that kind of came up like when the Sandy's right, PJ Harvey and all these freaking such it was such a good era of music and to speak to that though even in 2023 which we're almost there you can find that stuff it's just so oversaturated with other really not good things that it's hard to see yeah see because even in country the 90s country is what is considered the last great decade of country music it just it is and and i think that's because people sure one is i get too sensitive i mean you can't be sensitive about it it's a good killing it's, it's it's entertainment it's music if you don't like it turn the damn channel go somewhere else it's not it's not <laughs> the end of the world you know it's funny when people i that's what i consider you made it when you start getting trolls and people to run and run their damn mouth and tell you oh you need to do it this way or do it that way no just either get up here and do it or shut the hell up you know <laughs> i i think that it, it's, it's more of because it's, it's a business. It's the suit. What are they making money? Yeah, they're making great money off of all these artists. But what are you losing in the process? But un- the good thing about Spotify and all these other streaming services is you do get to hear music that normally you wouldn't hear. Like like you guys, we can find you and put you on Cedars. Like if you wouldn't, if you put on like a rock station, if you could even find a damn rock station anymore, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the problem. But I, I like that, and I like meeting you guys and and hearing your music and hearing your stories, and that's 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 all I got to say about it. I'm sure I'll think of something yeah. else. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we got going on in the future for you guys? We have um, pardon me, we'll be um, we'll be out in a van 
pulling a big ass trailer coming to play in your town in 2023 um on the road playing shows and we have a full-length album coming out which we haven't announced yeah so that's that's we're tracking we're working on that right now um so that's happening a couple of videos um so just a lot of we're just gonna keep creating and putting things out you know there's a song going on the radio first thing in january so there'll be a single out right right away that ep of acoustic music is coming out right away and then the the album will be touring but then the album will be late spring early summer <laughs> question mark question mark <laughs> You know, we're trying to get that, get that all wrapped up and going. And, um, yeah, we're just going to keep, I feel, I feel like in some ways we had some sort of a renaissance, uh, when everything shut down in 2020, um, as a band and just sort of like coming out of that, everybody's recommitted and re, it, it was like we were doing it, but then when we couldn't do it, I think we all realized we're going to die <laughs> if we don't make music and <laughs> and create together and share this with people. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, you know, I don't want to, I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that the, the community aspect and the making something that you feel like matters. And we talk, we talk on stage about social justice. We talk about politics, we talk about humanity and, um, you know, and art and music so often say things that we can't, or maybe we won't say. And so I think that that's what's really a, a driving force for us to keep making stuff is it feels it feels like there's things to say there's there's mm -hmm. things to express and this is kind of the only vehicle to do that right um for us so and i like that i mean you guys are playing uh you're talking about stories and they're so deep and meaningful and i'm sitting there, i'm like my songs are drinking and just stuff that i grew up <laughs> I, grew, I grew up with a biker family my dad was a biker i just that's what i grew up with i grew up with all that outlaw yeah. shit and that's just what i know so I mean, yeah. like I said, every sure. I mean, everything that's... that I write, that my I was telling you guys before, the album "Bad for Me" it's about a stripper. I used to work at a strip club when I met my mm -hmm. wife. She was she worked for the sheriff's office and the um and the, she worked for the army. And when I met her, I told her I worked at Mardi Gras. It's a strip club here in Atlanta. I was the door guy and I did uh some barback stuff. And she goes, we went out to eat. Now I buy her some bought her some food, and she's had all these ones. Right, I'm paying paying for it in ones. He goes, oh, you're at the strip club? I said, I told you that's where I work. I didn't work there very much longer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like those are your stories to tell. And that's yeah. per that's perfect. You know, like everybody, like the world needs us all to be our most authentic selves now more than ever. And it takes all of those stories. It takes because that's you sharing that is is going to hit home for somebody else, you know, whether it's done in humor you know, or, or, you know, lighthearted, like we need all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we've got the gloomy, deep, dark, difficult things handled on our end. So you, you can keep doing <laughs> the lighthearted stuff. Yeah. We're in. We, we, need, we need both. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what like, I was going to say, that's what I think Spotify has done for us in music is that it's not a contest, you know, yeah. and there's not a quota. Like, I'm not full of music, you know, I'm not, oh, I'm so, I'm so full from listening to all this music, you know, I don't want to listen anymore. Yeah. I can always listen to more, right. you know, give yeah. me more, what's new, you know? And so Spotify has allowed me to gorge myself, whereas I would have just been repeat listening the same CD yeah. over and over again, because I'm craving something. Yeah. yeah. 
that's, yeah, that's, you come across you might not normally ever have heard mm-hmm. that way. So yeah, so Chris, you missed it in the beginning. Um, we were looking at like the, the on Spotify. If you go to your pl- profile, they have like your your have mm-hmm. Cedars Radio. Pull that up, and you can see like I shared. I shared some of the people that are on there. I like to listen to it from my band just to see what they what they classify me as, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. you just go onto it, and you can look under that and just listen to music. Like where are you guys at? Cedars Radio, right there, right? It's got some like what. Yeah, the algorithm for Spotify is weird too. So, like that, 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 uh, what you're what, what you're looking at right now, it's definitely pulling from your like your preferences on Spotify too. But it will mm-hmm. add some weird, like just some really cool things that I never would have thought of listening to. Right, like some of these bands, yeah, like, the, the three artists that they say sound, you know, sounds like that algorithm is pretty good too. Okay, cool. Yes. Because, like, I'm listening to, I'm looking at My Cedars Radio right now, mm-hmm. and I've got, like, dude, I've never even heard of some of these. Frank Palingi, uh-huh. Awesome Belly, Sonic yep. Bloom, Julia Gomez. I've never even heard of any of these people. Right. Oh, right. okay, go. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I love these I names. Can see that. <laughs> I can see okay, go. Oh, there's a mute math song right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird. It's so funny just to listen to it. I mean, because yeah, you got the Frank Belengi. That that name pops up a lot. I don't know who that is. I have to listen to him. No clue. Right, Miles Francis. That it's just Trendy. fun to look at that. Cranberries. Is that the cranberries? I don't know what that is. So it's fun to do that, and it just kind of gives you an idea of what they think of it. Yeah, it's your your preference, but it's also style. So I listen to it and mm-hmm. on mine, and it's like, oh really? I may get stapled because I'm I'm growly. I get that. Or blues. We're kind of classified as blue southern rock like i said i'd call it mutt music because it's a mixture of everything do you go to uh have you ever been to pitchfork Uh -uh. Pitchfork pitchfork.com is really helpful i've found a whole lot of new artists with pitchfork um reviews they review albums okay i just go i just go to what's hot and look at reviews and i'm like i'll just review this oh that sounds good and i go look at it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, Chris, but I, I told you guys when you guys have your album out in the acoustic, bring it in. We'll do album reviews here, and it's not typical. I'm not going to critique it. But basically, you tell me a story, we listen to the song. That's the whole whole point of it. Oh, what's the Fantano guy? The YouTube guy? Have you seen oh, that? Oh yeah, uh-uh. Fantano. Uh, See, I could be I could be YouTube famous if I had fucking internet. That's true. <laughs> you were saying you had how many? How many? What's your upload at? My upload, oh lord, my yeah. upload is one. <laughs> I was gonna say you met you might be able to get away with streaming. That way you can instead of having housing everything on your computer or trying to capture on your computer, you can just capture it on whatever you're streaming to. But I don't know if you'd be able to get away with streaming with nope. one meg up. No, nope. I don't think and, that's gonna happen, man. No, nope, I tell you now, with three kids here in the house, they're listening to stuff <laughs> that ain't happening. You can, you can hear them like, hey, who's watching videos or who's downloading something I can't see? It is like the 90s. Somebody oh. makes a call with dial-up. You drop your internet. Yes. <laughs> I'm caught up with that. They have no idea dial-up, but that's how slow it's like, oh, we got 10 oh, or whatever. That's, that's terrible, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for Starlink to get out here so that I can have faster internet, <laughs> but it doesn't. All right, so let's listen to one more of your guys' songs. Um I'm going to share the screen. You tell me which one you guys want to hear. Yeah, you guys pick. I don't, I 
Whatever. Well, Sandy was talking about formerly known earlier. We could listen to that one. Okay. So tell me the story behind it. So I always, when we play this, I always say like, and this is the part of the night where I bum everyone out. <laughs> um, but formerly known is about um, sexual assault. And the stats are astronomical in our country. Um, one in four women, one in six men. And we don't have we don't have accurate information about non-binary or trans folk. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'll ask people to look around the room and look at how many men do you see? Um, how many women do you know? And think about one in four. And and so for me, this is a this is a personal story. Everything that we write is everything that's out here is personal. Um, and and I am one in four. And this this has been so much of, of the art we make together, I feel like has been a way to transmute pain into something else. It's connective tissue, right? Because a lot of times our stories are the things that help other people heal or help other people move. Or or if if nothing else, feel not alone. And there's a video for this song that um we I'm really, I'm really proud of. And it was we did all of our own stunts for that one too. We even hopped in the van and drove seven hours to get like I don't know how much footage was there. 30, 30, 30 seconds of footage. This beautiful, uh, it's out in the, the El Paso. It's about 100 uh, yeah, miles from yeah, Omaha. It's west, it's west Texas. Yep. Yeah, this, there's a salt flat out there and it is absolutely gorgeous. And um, so the concept in the video, you know, is kind of telling my story. And we wanted the shots of the couple in the story to be really closed in and tight and sort of constrictive and where I would go in my head to escape or to feel some freedom was like, we shot those, that juxtaposition for that to be the safety that I would create in my own head was out here in the salt flats. It's this massive, just open, beautiful space with a huge mountain behind. So that was kind of going between those two worlds in the video and, um, yeah, we're pretty extra. <laughs> we'll do a lot of a lot of extra work just to make sure it's authentic. But um yeah, that this story is is about is about that and about um the band, everybody in the uh video show up as characters throughout the video in the places along the way I wish somebody would have stepped in or somebody would have noticed or somebody would have shown up. And so doing this work with them was super emotional and really difficult, but like everybody understands and knows what we're creating together and they show up and like hold space for all that to be true, to be present. And so it just has a really, the echo of the work we did in my, in my life personally, it's huge. And then I, it never fails. Every time we play this live, I, I have conversation after conversation with people at the club, at the venue about this very thing. And so I think it's just something we need to talk about more. And, um, and I feel lucky to have worked through some of my own story with people, with these men that I, that I trust and love and, and could go with me into this. Cause it's not all, you know, it's heavy. It's a heavy thing. But. Yeah. And, and it, as a songwriter, that's what you want to help other people. And I think yeah. if, if you're doing that each time, then you're helping every you're, even if it's not music, you know, if they don't dig your music, they don't like it. They listen to your story. You're helping them in a way. Sure, so that that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to mute everybody and we're going to listen to it.
it's very subtle. You're talking about like drowning and then you do the effects on the vocals like it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the scenes in the video are like really chaotic at that point. You know, like the, I just, yeah. I love that we get to do visual storytelling with all of this That's, stuff too. Yeah. Also, when it started raining in the video, it had been a drought out there for e- forever. That the sweet so, woman that owned the property that we asked her permission to go on it and uh, to use it for the video, she was like, "It it's been a drought. It'll be fine." And then it yeah. just poured yeah. on us, and we just kept filming. At the time, not a good coincidence, but in post, when we were looking at it and editing it, uh, and we realized, like, wow, underwater, like you said, you know, Sandy sounds like she's underwater in the song. It started raining. Let's just use that footage because we, there's a hecticness to that footage because our cameras are getting wet. And so um, it turned out really good, like happy coincidence in in hindsight. But at the time, it was not fun. Not at all. Oh, Oh my gosh. Muddy mess. It was, it was a mess. There was salt on absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything. And see, that's just sometimes nature's way or even just talking to time in the need. It happens. There's a band here in Georgia 100%. called the, the Relics. They're playing live right in front of Woodstock or whatever. I can't remember. And while they hit their solo, a train comes roaring behind them. <laughs> and it's, it's such a cool shot. That's awesome. He couldn't have planned it any other way, but it was such a cool shot because, I mean, he just starts getting into his solos, um, and then as soon as he does, that train just comes railing behind him. It's so so cool. That's awesome. So, I, I, you know, I've had a good time, guys. Yeah, it's been fun. We're not quite done yet, uh, but we did the music part. I wanted you guys to go ahead and give uh, all your um, social media, all that stuff where people can find you, and then we get into kind of like a 20-question kind of game. Oh, oh wow. so our website is www.cedars.band. And on that page, there's a link to everything. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, all the Apple music, all the things. And um, there's a new, you can sign up for a newsletter there. We don't spam you. We send something out maybe once a month, maybe just with dates and updates and video releases and stuff. So. Um, but we're on all the streaming platforms. We have a YouTube channel, Cedars Official, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Cedars the Band. Um, but our name is just Cedars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody wants to make it something it isn't. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's where we can be found. Now I meant to ask earlier, but your band, why Cedars? Where did that name come from? We that name came a long time ago. Um, a cedar cedar tree like there's there's medicine in every part of the plant mm-hmm. literally every part can be used for healing in some way and cedars they'll grow up and around and and in and spread but they don't choke out and kill the vegetation that's around them they leave room for other things to coexist even though they're growing rapidly and i think that that's kind of the ethos of of who we are <laughs> as a band you know we want to grow and expand but we also want to make room um and leave space for for people that are different than we are so see yeah uh, we 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 talked about wrestling we it could be a, a 90s rock podcast or now it can be a horticultural podcast <laughs> yeah i learned something today <laughs> i learned awesome. something thanks all right so well, this is like 20 questions, not really 20 questions, but it's a few questions I always ask. And 
it it's kind of gives people a chance to know a different side of you. We know your music. We've listened to music. We've heard your story. So now let's get to know you guys individually. So you guys all get to answer individually. First up, what is a hidden talent? Compton, you go first. <laughs> uh, I can build. My uh, my dad uh, built my childhood home in about four other houses in the neighborhood with my grandfather, and they passed that down to me. So I can, okay. I can build a house. Yeah, my dad built <laughs> our house. Uh, when he was alive, he built the house that I grew up in. Um, and I remember him building a garage like in a day. So I, I'm same thing. I, I built a dog house and I can, I'm building a studio behind me. I'm doing everything here. I'm doing it myself. Nice. Very nice. Who's next? Mm, hidden talent. Well, I can weld. I don't get to do it very often, but. Now do you, do, do you, do you do the dance from flash dance when you're welding? You know, the, every time dun, 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 dun. I love that. Every time. My daughter, there's a movie I showed my daughter called uh, She's Out of Control. It's an 80s movie with Tony Danza. Yes. And uh, yeah, that yeah. Song, Tony remember? <laughs> and, she's, and she's playing that and dancing. So every time, like now, when I take them to school, I play music. That's the first thing I do. I, whatever songs I can think of. And the teachers just love it. Like they've invited me to the school to play on special <laughs> events. So I pull my truck up and I stick the PA system in the back of it because I got a power outlet and I'll play music. And that's always one of them is the flash dance song. That's I always think of, um, who did it? Who did it? You know, you know, um, Chris Farley. When Chris oh. Farley oh. Did that. <laughs> um, was it on Saturday, Saturday night live? Yeah. He was so funny. All right. Who's next? Chris true. Who's got the next hidden talent? I'll go. Uh, I think I'm a pretty good cook. I like to cook a lot, mainly because I just I love to eat food, mm-hmm. and I'm t- yeah, it's too expensive to go out to eat, and we're right. always disappointed. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think even, I think I'm a pretty good. Cook. It's even worse now after COVID about trying to go out to eat anywhere. It's just so bad. Oh, God. They run oh, out yeah. of people to help, and then the, the ones that do, <laughs> oh my God, it's like I, I just stay home. It's cheaper, but I I don't know. I, I got I caught COVID and lost my sense of taste, so now I don't have I can't eat the same things anymore. Oh man, a lot of people I, I know some other folks that had that happen. That's awful. Yeah. Yep. My wife likes it though because I can't eat peanut butter no more or drink Dr. Pepper. So <laughs> two of my favorite things. <laughs> so I, I'm He's like, like you might as well you can't taste it, right? Yeah. Oh, I, tried. I don't know what it did to peanut butter, but when I, I ate it the last time, it was like I couldn't. I just couldn't. It was so bad. It was so gross. I'm like, I can't, That's I can't eat this. awful. I know. I, I, I am made of peanut butter. I think I would probably die if I couldn't eat peanut butter. That's what I thought too. Cause I mean, literally when <laughs> I, I, I would, I put peanut butter on weird sandwiches and they taste good and people hate it because like, Oh, that's so weird. But when they try it, it's good. Like I put peanut butter on roast and it's really good. One of my favorite sandwiches was peanut butter, mayonnaise, jelly, cheese, and mustard with bologna. And, and bologna is, too. And bologna. It's so good. It is so good. And then my mom used to oh make peanut God. butter and spam sandwiches, but not cooked. It had to be just straight out of the can and had to be at least a yeah. day in the refrigerator. Oh, so man. all that jail crap gets off Old of it. That's gross. Jelly, gel, yeah. Yep. But dried out in the refrigerator for a day with spam and peanut butter and yep. mayonnaise. Really good. Well aware of that mm. particular type of spam. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter and banana sandwiches with mayonnaise is good too. That's good. I miss peanut, I like butter. peanut butter. Anymore. <laughs> can't <laughs> can't tell. I miss peanut butter. 
All right, Chris, that leaves you. Uh, man, I think uh, you said hidden, right? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I know I know quite a bit about like cars, but that's not hidden. Like I, that's not a, it's not a thing I keep hidden. But something I do keep close to my chest is that I, I have like a really, when I want to, I have a really, um, almost like, I can retain a lot of information when I want to. Um, I, not all the time, like I'm terrible with names, but that's because I think I choose to be, uh, but I can retain quite a bit of information and I use that a lot in, uh, storytelling. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I I can retain a crap ton of information when I choose to. And I can forget all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll vouch for him though. I've told him this multiple times. I am always impressed at his ability to retain information because like, I just, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. but he can recall so many things about, you know, like go back to wrestling or, you know, just facts, facts, the utter amount of Star Wars information in my head is <laughs> incredible. I was going to say, so, I thought you were going to say something about wrestling for sure. Well, I mean, I don't have any wrestling talent other than the fact that maybe I could like answer wrestling trivia, but that's about it. It's just but have you head, tried? Yeah. Uh, have I tried a wrestling? No, I have never tried wrestling. How do you know ever, you're not good at it? I don't think I'd ever put my body through that, especially at 39. That sounds terrible. <laughs> hey, so video coming on. You might be into it. <laughs> That's how I, I broke my back because I was stupid. It's like, okay, me and my cousin is going to wrestle a trampoline. And literally, because I used to watch wrestling in slow motion, because that's how I learned how to do the moves. Sure. I, I watched, oh, they're jumping. Okay, the feet hit first. You know, it's it's all scripted, and I, I knew that, but it was to watch them do the moves, I'd watch it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, me and my cousin are wrestling on trampoline. Well, he he never watched it in slow motion like I did. So oh. he goes to give me a rock bottom on the trampoline, and I oh, literally, no. there was a rock that was sticking up. And my spine oh, hit no. it. And as soon as my spine hit it, this whole jelly stuff, I felt it explode through my back. And because I was in the weight training and all that other stuff, when they went to fuse the two discs in my back, they couldn't get through the muscle because I had like twice as much muscle <sighs> in my back. So they clipped the nerve or they hit a nerve and the screw with a screw. And it, I couldn't feel my leg for two months. And now <sighs> they can't, they can't take that out because if they pull that out, I may never walk again. Jeez. Oh my gosh! Wow. Chris, we're not going to wrestle. Do yeah, no. not. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, don't backyard wrestle. Right. Never. And I'm getting paid. Right. Sure. Even then, that's even then. Even I then, keep, probably not the best idea. Yep. Jumping off the roofs onto the uh, onto the damn I, tables. tables. I saw. I saw a kid jump off a roof and like elbow drop a microwave. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is the point in that? Yeah, that's stupid. Is it kid? Internet yeah. fame. Internet fame. Yep. See, I, I, I was, when I was, I would say I was a kid, but I wasn't, I was old enough to know better. I, me and my wife were <laughs> just married. So we've been married 14 years ago. So it's about 14, 12, 14 years ago. I'd climbed a ladder to jump to the trampoline. Like, I can make it. Let's see what I can do. So I did. I climbed this 16 foot ladder. <laughs> And I leapt to the trampoline and I made it to the trampoline, but I didn't get twisted fast enough. Cause I was going to land. I know you landed back, you tuck your chin. I had all that plan. Well, I couldn't get over fast enough. I landed on my side and I bounced my head oh. off the trampoline and I got this concussion. Oh. My wife goes, you're stupid. Stay off of that. Don't be doing that shit anymore. <laughs> you're a grown ass man. You do not need to be jumping off ladders on the trampolines. 
So I learned my lesson. What? Wise Maybe. person right there. <laughs> Maybe she she knows how I am. I, I've I've always been a a, a junkie for for adrenaline rushes. I, I went bungee jumping when I was a kid. I love stuff like that. I just my I'm getting old. My body don't want to do it anymore. There was a bungee jumping, uh, um, whatever you call it, place in my neighborhood when I was a kid. There was so where my house was. It it was the Guadalupe River cuts through behind it. And uh, some of these houses were like on a cliff, basically overlooking the river. It was beautiful, and uh, there's an empty lot. So this guy bought it and built a, a half of a bridge, <laughs> went out over it, and man, people just lined up. And I mean, it was down our street, hundreds of people on the weekends <laughs> jumping off this bungee jump into the water, like wow. their heads would dip in the water if they did the, <laughs> nope, nope. the dive. How many people yeah, got knocked out? a bunch of videos, too. Look it up, man. New Braunfels bungee jump in the 90s. There's some videos of people jumping, but that I was my neighborhood. I bet just how many people got knocked out doing that? I don't think there was ever any, like, injuries or anything. Because, I mean, it was – it was they were real careful about it. But, man, the neighborhood chased them off. They hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally go do that. I would love bungee jumping. I, I, I took <laughs> – Imagine like 200 of you, like just like, whoa, we're going right. to jump. There's a, uh, I think awesome. it's in either Ohio or West Virginia. There's a slide. I've seen, we've seen videos on YouTube. These people go slide into a ramp, right? And they shoot them straight up in the air and then they, they land in the water. That looks so much fun. Like my wife told me, she goes, she loves hiking. She's a big hiker. Uh, so she wants me to hike the Appalachian Trail with her or at least take the van and play music up and down the coast while she's hiking. I said, if, if I, I got to do all that stuff with you, then you got to do some stuff for me. And I want to go skydiving. I want to take her on one of those, those slides where shoot you straight up in the air. That's so much fun. All the adrenaline stuff. I said, let's go swimming with sharks and get in a shark cage and, and do all that stuff. Yeah. And she says, that's what she said. She says, no. <laughs> she said, no. She, she said, said no. skydiving music. Right. So no, no, so I'm being a van. Then I'm going to be sleeping in my recliner playing music while you're hiking <laughs> up and down. You, you enjoy, I've lived in the mountains my whole life. I can walk outside right now and walk up and down a mountain. I don't need to go to the Appalachians to do it. I'm already in the foothills of the Appalachians. <laughs> I right, say so if, if you guys see, cause it's a band, I have to ask it differently. What do you think you would be doing if you wasn't, if you weren't doing music, what do you guys think you would be doing? Not breathing. I'd be in, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I, I, I could take a guess. Uh, before doing this, I used to design electronics and uh, something that I actually enjoyed doing. And I, so I miss doing that sometimes. So okay. maybe I would do that for a while. I'd be a teacher. Teaching bungee jump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to properly tie a bungee jump cord. Well, you do teach drums and music and yeah. And that's why I say like, that's, I like teaching. So I'd yeah. be a teacher some sort. Okay. Um, the, the, the real answer is a hundred percent. I'd be dead. The, uh, hopeful answer is maybe an author. Okay. You can do that too. Anyway. Uh, yeah, sure. If I have the time, I can totally write a book. I have an idea <laughs> for a book, but I don't have the time to do it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully an, an author. Okay. I don't, I don't, I've been a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know what I'd be. That's, that's um, how you know you, when you live music, because you know, that's what I, 
I don't think you can do anything else besides music. I don't. Yeah, yeah I, this is it. Hundred percent. The real the real answer is I'd be dead if I wasn't playing music. Yeah, it's a lifesaver. Yep. So where yeah, do you guys man. see yourself like in five years then? Still making stuff. Mm-hmm. Bigger and better and um. The gravitational pull that sucks people into our vortex will have widened. So we'd have to have twice as many squares on your podcast next time, three times the squares of people that are helping us make all the, all the things. Um, that's my hope. The idea of community that we've created, that we've started, like that, that expands. If, if there was a story, like a movie about you guys, who would play you in the movies? <laughs> No idea. Chris Farley. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. Yeah, no freaking clue. Jack Black. Oh, oh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, that's who would play me. Yeah. Okay. Somebody with crazy hair. Yes. And um, and I'd shoot for Chris Hemsworth, but you know, (laughs) I can see it. Angel looks like. I see the resemblance. Yeah, it's mainly in the chest. I was gonna say in the name, but we'll go with Chris Pratt. <laughs> Either Chris. Yeah. Any, yeah, I'd take take any of their bodies. <laughs> what about you, Chris? The other Chris? Man, I have no I have no clue. Um some dude with a beard. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah, I'll take Danny shitty. Trejo playing me. Yeah. Whoa. It'll just be way it'll be way in the future. Hey, Ben just answered over here and said Jack Black should play you. For, for me? Oh, my God. Sure, I'll take Jack Black, too. He's pretty <laughs> awesome. Cheech Marin. Cheech. <laughs> I, I grew up on Cheech and Chong movies. I love those Yeah, movies. for sure. All of us will be really young, and then you'll be Cheech Marin. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, he has to wear that, that, uh, that uh, pink tutu, though, and the Mickey Mouse face. From from up in smoke. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I just watched that the other day. That's why it's in my head. <laughs> there was a movie, and I think it was, I think it was, the, it might have been Up in Smoke too, or it might be the next movie where he he has to go and see his um, pro officer, and he's got a bag of salt, but Cheat thinks it's coke, oh. and he's and he's like, <laughs> man, he's yeah. he pulls it out, and he says. Man, let me let me see it. He goes, no, I don't want you to be like a drug addict. I can't be responsible for that. But let me just smell it. So he puts his face in. He goes, ah, and he just comes, and starts coughing, and and, yep. he's, and he's like, man, that's salt. And it's like he's laughing. And so he grabs his cup, and he he has his he has a cup full of piss because he's taking his pro officer, and he starts drinking. He goes, man, don't drink that. And then all of a sudden, he starts spitting it out, and it's it's such a funny scene. I died laughing watching that. Uh, actually, I, I thought of somebody other than Jack, Jack, Jack Black, uh, Kevin Smith. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be Jay Muse then. You'll be who? I'll be Jay Muse, the other guy from. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chris, Jay Chris Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. What is three things on your guys' bucket list? Like personal or band? Uh, either or. Stadium show. Yeah, I, I think band-wise, at least for me, uh, if we can, for some reason in my head, I have like, and it's probably just because people like Queen and the Foo Fighters and David Bowie, like they've sold out Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Like if we could ever sell out Wembley, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the, you know, that's the ultimate thing. Um, but that's like, again, that's like pie in the sky, right? That's, that's huge. Um, the only thing I can think of personally is I, I would really like to write um, a, a, a book series that I have in my head. That That's a bucket list of mine. I want to play a Red Rocks. Red Rock? Red Rocks is beautiful. There's a, a, a guy here, a local songwriter, Jonathan Payton, got to go play at Red Rock. He, he opened up for Zach Bryan, and he got to go play at Red Rock. Well, his his set got canceled because it got snowed out. Made all the way out there, and he ended up playing, I think, in a parking lot of it. They got a video of it. Dang. That's rough. And it's fun. At least he got to be there. But right. yeah. And maybe he'll get there again because of that. Yeah. Hopefully. Anybody else? Oh no! I'm doing all the things I want to do. Okay, I'm just gonna keep doing them. That's a really boring you, answer. You mean transcend humanity isn't one of your bucket lists, Sandy? <laughs> I'm currently in progress. <laughs> I don't want to train. I don't want to transcend it. I I like humanity. I like the messiness of it. I think. Um, well, I'm thinking about there's this there's a there's a there's a cliff and a beach that I see in my head and I think it's in it's it's on a coast of Wales and like one of my friends and I were talking about you know what would what it would be like to be able to go there but like one day well, we'll we're gonna have to we're, we'll play Europe we were supposed yeah to, we were Europe. supposed to do that we were supposed to do that anyway so that'll come back around but I want to ride a horse I want to find that beach I got to figure out exactly where it is and uh, ride a horse <laughs> on the uh, that that a, is a a travel one I have is to see the cliffs of Dover. I can't yeah, imagine yeah. I'll ever make it to Australia, just because uh, maybe. But how, yeah. how long it takes to get there? But I'd like to go there. We'll do that too. You're talking about riding a uh, horse on the beach, Sandy. Uh, my my wife went to Cal. Uh, when we got married, we went to Cancun for our anniversary, and we had. Uh, there was a thing we could ride horses on the beach, very romantic, or you could ride four wheelers on the beach. <laughs> four wheelers. We rode the four wheelers and had a blast. We got she. I'm a big guy, so she got we. She we went to. There's a local horse uh, farm up here in in North Georgia that we went to. I took her for an anniversary. We went up there and I rode horses with her. I'm not a big riding horse guy because I'm a, I'm a big guy. I feel like John Candy trying to ride a horse in the great outdoors. It's just <laughs> I feel bad for the horse. I've never seen a horse sweat so much. So we I'm, I'm riding this horse all the way down, and he gets almost to the end. Right. And he, so he stopped, he's, he's done. So he starts eating. So the lady, uh, she came over the trail guide and she tried to get the horse to move up the hill. And she finally, he jumped and went up and I didn't fall off. I was so, I was so happy. Cause I, that was, I was afraid I was going to f- flying off the damn horse. But she, when she did that, it spooked her horse, her horse and threw her off. Oh, no. oh, oh. So, so I'm like, I didn't fall off, but she did. Yay. <laughs> yeah. That's not a fun time. No. Even if you get thrown from a short or small horse, it still hurts yeah. to hit the ground. So the last question for you guys, and then we'll let you go. Uh, what is the best advice you ever got? Do it anyway. <laughs> That's good advice. Don't expect it to work the first time. I'd say be kind to yourself. You got anything, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, the first thing that popped in my head wasn't like, uh, something somebody told me, but I guess, uh, it's hard. So like, um, this, this thing right here has resonated with me so freaking hard, especially recently 
is um, it's a quote from a video game of all places. But it's the last line of this is treasure, treasure every moment, every step of your descent. And there in the depth where the soul and star rest, find your truth. I think um, that's been resonant with me for a long time, especially in the last couple of years. Go into those deepest parts, like we talk about in funeral dress, go to those mm. deepest parts and, um, and find yourself. Well, that, that is good advice to end sorry, on. Sorry. I feel like that's a really deep, like, that's a really like uh, morbid uh, ending, but that's, that's, no, that's, that's, what's, that's kind of been the best advice for me in the last couple of years. That's, that's really deep advice. It's funny that it came out of a video game. What video game did it come out yeah. of? I got to ask. Uh, Final Fantasy 14. Okay. <laughs> the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. It's a great game. Well, I want to thank all you guys for, for coming on the show. Like I said, it's, everything here is going to be recorded. So before I release it, I will let you guys know, Sandy, I'll send you an email. Um, and then I always ask my guest is just, just pay it forward. Make sure you share with everybody. And if there's some local artist songwriter that, you know, uh, or even just somebody that you think we should hear, send them my way. I'd love to talk to them. You see how we do it. It's pretty simple. We just have conversation and we'll talk music and we'll talk life and wrestling or whatever comes up. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about it. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. Yeah. It's been a just a treat to to meet you and to get to know you a little bit and, and be part of your show. So thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. And before you guys go, just tell them one more time where they can find you yet. All your www.cedars.band and everything else is there. Links to all the social media and to all the streaming platform stuff too. So. Perfect. All right, thank you guys for coming on. It was good to meet you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jesse. Good to meet you Bye. too. Yeah. Bye guys.